excited for today's conversation with Michael Boland. We have been chatting about this topic for a little while now, probably a few months, six months, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He listened to this podcast about efficiency. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And he's been sharing it with me, and I've been really blessed by it. And I thought Mm -hmm. it'd be helpful to hear what you're learning. Mm -hmm. So we're here with Michael Boland. Michael, why don't you share a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. quickly so we know a little bit about you before we get into all this efficiency talk. Yeah, my name is Michael. I'm a Trek 2 intern in our Leadership Development Institute here at Hope, uh, aiming to be a pastor uh, or trained to be a pastor, trusting God to use this period of my life here at Hope to um, see what might it lead to. Um, hoping it'll be pastoring, but don't know. Yeah. How did you first get connected to Hope? I met some friends of mine on the track and cross country team. I ran for the Gophers in college oh, cool. and uh, they were coming to Hope and they invited me and that was back when we didn't have Hope East. We just had Hope West. You so. came here. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We were, Tim was preaching on Jonah. Really? Yeah. That was your first time? Uh-huh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yep. And you stayed. Yep. Did you, did you, I mean, you came one time and then you've just been here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, there was yeah. maybe a period of time that I didn't come like every week or something like yeah. that. But, but you're here. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then you graduated college mm-hmm. and then you right away did LDR or what was your steps in your life? Yeah. Good question. So... I, in college, wanted to initially be an engineer, switched to being a math major, and then kind of in the midst of examining the heart behind wanting to be a teacher, realized that I just really want to help people. And I grew up in a ministry, spiritually, grew up in a ministry called Athletes in Action. And I think as a result of getting experience in that really cultivated an interest and a desire into figuring out how I can serve the Lord, how I can uh, help people know the Lord. Um, cool. So then I exited yeah. college and initially did a full-time internship with athletes in action. Um, there was a year of part-time where I was doing um, continuing to work with AIA, but I would also do substitute teaching. So still kind of continuing that desire of teaching and helping people. Um, and then also had an opportunity to coach track at Northwestern, uh, coach sprints for the indoor and outdoor season. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I'm still kind of thinking through how I can make that a part of my life coaching in some capacity. Um, and then let's see, I met my wife in the midst of that year started dating her that and at the end of that year and then no i'm losing track of stuff that's right (laughs) but i met her in the midst of that and allison so we got married last june and enjoying that uh a lot and we have a a place in St. Paul. So very cool. Mm-hmm. And now you're a Trek two intern. Mm-hmm. Um, explain that a little bit, just real quick. What yeah. does that mean? We, we hear that phrase at hope, but Trek totally. two. 
So there's two, well, three facets to LDI. There's the off-road side of things, which is for people who would maybe want to um, figure out how to minister in the workplace or how to uh, be a, a good leader have who has biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skill in uh, contexts that aren't completely vocationally ministry mm-hmm. yeah. uh, per se. They might be kind of a different context. Uh, and then there's LDI Trek 1 and Trek 2, which is uh, preparing people specifically for the vocation of ministry. So that you start out with the foundational year, uh, figure out what it looks like to work at a church, what it looks like in the context of hope. And you go through the Bible, a whole systematic theology book. You learn a lot about yourself. And um, so then... Trek two is going beyond that a step further, like focus in on um, what you would specifically want to be a ministry leader in. So that could range from being a missionary to being a pastor to um, being a specific kind of church staff or whatever. Yeah. And for you, your training is to be a pastor. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're. Yep. yep. That's the aim. That's the hope. That's what I'm aspiring uh, to. Aspiring to. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you're. You're in your first or second year? First year? First year. First year of, of the Trek, Trek 2. two. <laughs> so second year of, yeah, it's, this is like it's confusing so you're like for in, everybody. You're like in year two of your internship. Yes. And there's a third year after this. Exactly. That's cool. And Trek 2 is sort of like part-time, so I actually have some time again to do substitute teaching at Hope Academy, which is a blast. I love being over there. It's one of our partner ministries, so yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I want to make sure we get after this thing because yeah, this is really yeah. cool. You had came to me and shared that you had been listening to a podcast mm-hmm. called Inefficiency. That's the name mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. And had been really encouraged, convicted, kind of mm-hmm. a combo of all these mm-hmm. to rethink what this efficiency thing is. So yeah. why don't you start first with that? What initially, Yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. So efficiency to me is something that uh, I strongly value. Uh, so I want something to be done really well, really clean, really smooth, um, move from point A to B linear. Um, I want it to be clear cut. Um, so like on the Myers Briggs, there's kind of the, the J and P on the last letter. Um, not sure if people understand that context or whatnot, but, uh, it's J like, let's say you're hundred percent on the J side of things. Like you're very organized. You're bent towards, uh, wanting like, a, like these things that I said, you want things clean cut. You want things to kind of operate smoothly. Whereas, uh, on the other side of things, there's kind of inefficiency, uh, which would be, uh, like in the context of hope, uh, you're allowed to show up late to a meeting and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the, the culture of, of hope definitely has things like that. Uh, I'm not saying that the culture of hope is completely sloppy or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, no yeah. one close to that. That's not true. Um, but I would prefer the more organized, uh, versions of that. So insert this podcast called inefficiency, uh, by a guy in Austin, Texas, who's a Christian psychotherapist. Uh, and it really introduces this whole new world to me of like the value of the more inefficient things of life. So their tagline is, uh, going out of the way for the things that people love most. So they talk about things like deathbed desires or like how uh, children need play and they need exploration and adventure to, to grow and to have good human development. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just an introduction. We'll so keep how, talking here. how in your life then have you, I mean, 
why does that hit you so hard? Yeah. Not only like, I mean, would you say your Janus in, in Myers Briggs then? Is that like your Highness? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is that, would you say like you're realizing that it's not helpful always or you're realizing you shouldn't have mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. how is that? Yeah. Why? Because you, mm-hmm. I remember you came in and you were talking about this mm-hmm. and you were fired up. Like, yeah. this is really changing how, my eyes. Yeah. Like, this is changing how I think about things and has revealed even like idolatry and, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. it, like deficiency of the gospel applied mm-hmm. to areas of my life mm-hmm. that I hadn't maybe thought about necessarily. So yeah. why, why, why did that hit you so hard? Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, I've had a lot of leadership opportunities in my life. I'm, I'm pretty type a, uh, like desire high performance. And I don't say those things to float my boat. There's actually a lot of problems that, come with that um so like let's say i draw from the context of being a captain on my cross-country team in high school like i'm really committed to the training plan going a certain way and we're focused the whole time at practice and there's no room for like having fun on a run like don't Mm. goof off or don't stop by the hostess factory that we (laughs) whatever (laughs) there's no room for was there a hostess factory there was yeah we wouldn't buy a hostess factory yeah 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 we would like go behind (laughs) the the store and we would uh, grab like expired stuff they'd throw in the trash and we had this locker uh in our in our locker room that we would fill with with hostess stuff yeah yeah that sounds like a movie yeah, yeah. I mean, like this a, is a perfect example of inefficiency. Like, oh, yeah. Like, talking about this story. Why are you? Mm-hmm. I, that's so amazing that I can cross country <laughs> run here. Of all the snacks you can see, it would be. Yeah. It's the. Well, we have such a high metabolism, of, too. Oh, you can just eat all yeah, day. Yeah, eat whatever. That's so funny. I mean, not that that's like the ideal. That's See, funny, this is the exact no, thing that this. comes up in my heart is like, I don't have any room for there being hostess in a in a cross-country runners diet they got to hit the ideal yeah they gotta have the, the best run. diet yeah. we don't need to stop and pick up hostess no that's gonna slow down our heart rate <laughs> so for you at the end of a cross-country practice mm-hmm. you have this criteria and yeah. as long as we hit all those things and did not add other things yeah it was successful and if not it was inefficient right and, and unsuccessful yeah and the thing that kind of that attitude does to leadership is it doesn't build trust it doesn't leave room for humanity it doesn't leave room for um, enjoying one another. It's so caught up in agenda rather mm. than relationship or get, getting stuff done. Yeah. I want to get stuff done. Yeah. But there, this new in concept of inefficiency expands my idea of what am I accomplishing? Like I can accomplish playing or yes. dancing with my wife in the living room. And that's accomplishing building relationship. So you, you're, you just re, you're just changing what being efficient means. Yeah. That's I mean, you're, like this. you're actually still really being efficient, but you're, mm-hmm. you've changed the, the, the matrix. You've changed yes. the rubric or the, 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 the report card. Yeah. It's a total paradigm shift. And for you, you were in your mind, those things are, mm-hmm. would you say like more relational things or you're saying or, could be. or spontaneous things or. Yeah. 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 Um, something my therapist mentioned to me was like a lot of life is this mixture of like ceremony 
like some more rigid, like it could be liturgy in a church or whatever <laughs> and spontaneity. <laughs> it's like you get into a small group and, uh, at hope typically, or at least the ones I've been in, typically you start with like a community time and like just relationship time. And then there's sometimes this like whiplash of like, all right, now we're getting into God's word. But like, if it's inefficiently that like kind of smoothly naturally happens as a result of the relational connection that you guys have yeah, um, in the group rather than like we're doing this time and then this time and then this time yeah, it like happens more yeah. naturally yeah, yeah. Um, and it's more processed. So it's kind of like this balance of like organized organism kind of uh, yeah. feel. So I think I was obsessed with organization and there wasn't much room for, breathing like organism side of life ceremony and uh spontaneity so there's like kind of two sides of of life that lead to growth right like um you need something to kind of contain like the more organized like yeah uh, so you have skin that holds your flesh right yeah but your heart also beats it goes in and out like uh, and there's movement and mobility it's not like you just are a stoic <laughs> yeah. uh, wall or whatever so. so for you it's been figuring out the balance of that mm-hmm. and even knowing like like our personalities are different in that probably mm-hmm. totally yeah so for me i've had to learn as a PM the Myers Briggs mm. that there's it's really helpful to actually have structure because yeah. otherwise I'm like hanging out mm-hmm. and not getting stuff done mm-hmm. in the sense that there is stuff to be done mm-hmm. and that like for me to be called to fulfill the Great Commission I can't just like hang out and hope it happens yeah so there is like there is some really valuable structure mm-hmm. that I need to put to some of my these blocks of time that are just for spontaneity and hanging out and, yeah. and ceremony. And for you, you've like, I've had to learn that. Otherwise things don't actually happen. And actually some really important things don't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't actually plan a block of time to hang out with my kids. Mm-hmm. I just hope it happens. And then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, you're like coming from the other way. Like we both have learned yeah. to meet <laughs> kind of convergence. Yeah. Which is what I want. It's cool because as we've talked about it, the things that I've even learned from you talking about it mm. has encouraged me and how how cool it is that we have a like a body mm. of, of believers who mm-hmm. together actually make that work yeah better like i need you to help me with those things mm-hmm. and you need me to help with those things yeah and actually like together in a community i can bring some of those and you can bring some of those and actually we're like way better mm-hmm. it's a cool illustration thank, thank god he created us yeah difference so we can see those so how what are some things that you saw like like real practically that maybe mm-hmm. changed or you, mm-hmm. you're thinking differently about in your and you said there's you said words like growth mm-hmm. and before and i don't know if it's right now but before you mentioned even joy there's like mm-hmm. there's actually joy that you're missing out on because of your yeah like rigidness yeah. so what are some things that you've even learned or are changing or yeah. practically that has yeah because that yeah i think there's a higher value on like enjoyable disruptions <laughs> to what my agenda are so like let's say i get home from a long day at work and i got a list of things that i've come up with in my head that i want to get done uh, on the way home yeah um and i walk through the door and i always like 
let's make something different for dinner than I wanted. Or let's think, let's make something that will take more time. Mm, yeah. Or um, like, hey, like, like come snuggle with me for a little while. Whereas like, oh, I just want to like keep moving because I want to get to bed on time or like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for the next day so I can do more stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like this perpetual obsession of getting things done and productivity that I'm worshiping um, that God has kind of used this uh, opening of my eyes to other values and other, other parts of the body that value different things that has really helped me grow uh, relationally with others. Um, cause I mean, I have people in my life that are like just similar to me that like would love to get things done, but even in those capacity or those contexts now, like I can maybe be a voice of like, yeah, we're just doing too much. Yeah. Like I can, I can be the, the, the person who balances out the, the values. Um, do you so feel that, like, like one of my questions you just mm-hmm. said, that I don't want to miss this. You mentioned this like getting stuff done do you think this has affected your rest i think rest rest is such a yeah i think a a thing we're trying to figure out in the church Mm because i don't know how well we rest and we live in a Mm -hmm. culture that i don't know how well we value rest Mm -hmm. and um that's something i think you've mentioned before in this Mm -hmm. but how has it changed even your view of rest i assume you view that as inefficient and yeah but I mean, you can see it, I assume mm-hmm. is valuable or how does that, yeah. what does it look like for you? Yeah. I rest has been something hard for me for a long time. I think I'm the kind of person that maybe won't rest until I'm burnt out. And it's like sort of demanded of You're me like forced to rest. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever sickness comes up or so I think, yeah, there's a lot of things that this concept has helped me with in regard to rest. Like, I think uh, understanding that God is king and his will uh, is what I should maybe rest in uh, versus like my own agenda and my own productivity uh, is a huge shift in my understanding of rest. Uh, I think... Another thing is like, would I, would I trust that the way God has designed or set out for us to rest actually helps me achieve more? Like he's for me and my values, Yeah. Um, but he's also for my well being. So I, I need rest. Um, that you actually resting well, mm -hmm. learning to do that in a consistent rhythm and, Mm um, kind of always will actually make you more f- efficient or more mm-hmm. actually get things done better mm-hmm. when you are in those times where I, yeah. I need to get these things done. Yeah. And there's, which seems counter right. to, intuitively you think, no, but I can't stop to rest cause I got to get stuff done when in fact stopping to rest, not only I think physically, but emotionally and mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, it lets you kind of reset and mm-hmm. in a way that I've, I've had to learn that. Cause mm-hmm. even though I, 
would tend to want to just hang out with people. Mm -hmm. I still don't rest from that. There's like a never ending drive to like make people happy and be around people. And and so for me to sit even alone Mm -hmm. and not be around people, I think this is a waste of time because my goal, (laughs) my, my value comes in. How many people do I know and how much Mm -hmm. time can I spend with them? Mm -hmm. And so to, to rest, actually makes me a lot better friend and a mm-hmm. parent and husband and mm-hmm. um, neighbor but yeah. I don't think I think I can't rest I gotta yeah. there's something about like seeing leaders in your life acknowledge their limitations <laughs> um, and putting to rest kind of their anxieties of what they want to see happen in the world yeah um, for the sake of of resting and trusting God that really enables others to get on board with that too. Yeah. Like, and I mean, people like you just described something that you need rest from like being around people. Some other people might find rest by being around people. Yeah. Cause they, uh, like there's something, I don't know. They're resting from the control of like, I need to be by myself. Uh, and I need to have everything go my way. So I'm going to kind of retreat and isolate. Yeah. So, I mean, it's maybe not the way you should Sabbath all the time, but sometimes you might need to go get coffee with somebody just because you're stuck in your own head and you need to rest from that. Like resting might be getting outside of yourself in some ways and thinking about other people. Um, You've you've mentioned other people a few times. How, how does this, how do you think this changes your view of other people? Maybe first start with Mm -hmm. how, how did your, before you were thinking about this, how did you view other people who you would say were inefficient? Did, uh, did it change your view? Because that's something yeah, for me yeah. I realize as I'm thinking about it. And I would like, I mean, internally at least think, yeah. those sinners, yeah. all, they, all they care about is agendas. Yeah. I would look at you, Yeah, all Michael cares about is agendas. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about people. Mm-hmm. He's got to repent from that. And mm-hmm. I am assuming there's a... Yeah. Uh, opposite. Yeah. Effect. Sloppy. <laughs> yeah. Sloppy. Um, uh, that's the first word that came to mind. But, um, but there was definitely like judgment from you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or at least he turned there, There's a superiority. Definitely a superiority. Like I get more done than those people. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's a dangerous place oh, to be. Yeah. When we start, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm better than them because I do mm-hmm. this thing that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been wrestling through that a lot. Like, and I think there's also like this, when you feel disgust towards somebody or judgment or fill in the blank, like how, how do you walk through those kind of moments? Like, do you say like that disgust is merited? Like those people are actually bad because I have a different value than them. Um, or like, how, how can I make that known? Um, but it's like a scary thing. Like it, it seems counterproductive to make your sin and known to others and confess that to them. Like, what is this going to do? Like, this is just going to put my agenda backwards. Like my agenda is to make, a lot of myself. Yeah. And this is not efficient to tell people that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what good is that? Mm-hmm. I should just keep moving forward. Yeah. Let those things be what they are. But it actually produces a lot of goodness. 
Yeah. It oh, produces yeah. being known. It produces uh, an environment which people can be genuine. It it uh, casts a value of humility, and it inevitably is going to produce in you and in others a, a trust in God. I would hope. Because you're you keep saying these different things that seem to lead back to you. It changes. You really are changing the your goal, like your mission, mm-hmm. your purpose. Mm-hmm. In instead of me being productive and getting things done, mm-hmm. that and this idea of this deathbed right yeah. thing. Like when I'm on my deathbed, I don't I don't think I'm thinking about how many things I got done. Yeah, and ultimately, I would hope I'm thinking about. If I if I love God and if I love people around me well, mm-hmm. which are the you know the greatest commandments, yeah. so there's that you're changing your focus to if I'm called to love God more, mm-hmm. and my goal is to love people more, then it's actually really valuable. It yeah. actually is more efficient to stop, yeah. confess, care for people, listen, mm-hmm. uh, change things, maybe have to give up, th- sacrifice something, mm-hmm. because actually. Th- I was created to love God, to mm-hmm. pursue him and to love people. So mm-hmm. the that's really what your the goal is, mm-hmm. which isn't there is like not an end or a scale necessarily to that as much yeah. as like I can check stuff off. Oh, but I would want measurables. <laughs> you would want it. Yeah. What level, what level yeah. lover of God that's, you that's, are. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, I think that's there's something to be said there, like with with the value of or over value or over desire, which maybe would be something like Tim Keller would say is an idol. Like you're over desiring of anything. But for me, like I want to know at the end of the day, what I've accomplished. So I have a lot of to do lists. Yeah. And those work well for me, but at the end of the day, can I put that away and maybe notice the, the times that I wasn't, obsessed about production the times in the in the kitchen that i was connecting and developing a relationship with another coworker, yeah or the time i stopped into drew off drew's office and we had an interaction and all of a sudden oh i have a more fuller view of the gospel or i have a more fuller view of what it looks like to minister to youth um Cause that's your world. Cause or, you're, tra- cause you're really changing the scene. Those are still valuable. Those are really valuable. Mm-hmm. And before those just weren't like on the list of things that counted. Mm-hmm. Those were like, they counted zero points towards your total of efficiency for the yeah. day. Cause you're, I mean, I think it's I mean, changing my to-do list. Really? Really? I mean, yeah. can and I put praying on my to-do list? I started doing that. That's awesome. Or, uh, Kaylin and I joke about like, or Kaylin gets, uh, so she's more uh, organized, uh, kind of driven in the same way that I might be. Like uh, someone might ask her, like, uh, did you put resting on your to-do list? That's good. <laughs> or like take a nap. Yeah. Like you have limitations. Because then you can check it off and say, done. I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the like the, the noises that you have on your yes, to-do I've, list app. Yes, because I've learned to use a to-do list mm-hmm. in a sense. Because it... And you, you said something before, like that we don't want to make this thing a God thing. Right. So yeah. to do lists are good, right? They're a yeah, good yeah. thing that are helpful. Yep. And I have learned to use a to do list mm-hmm. because it, and it actually really frees me up because I can put on there mm-hmm. like this afternoon. I'm going to spend some time getting to know someone more mm-hmm. literally like I'm going to have some relational time. And uh, but I have other things I need to do, too, so I can get those things mm-hmm. done. And then I feel 
I don't feel this kind of always like lurking burden of I'm sure I didn't do something because yeah. I'm terrible at getting agendas done yeah. um, because my personality and my relationalness is going to is always going to ruin any mm-hmm. real product. So I think I got things that I had to get done and on mm-hmm. my list, we were, we were talking about this. It makes a noise and I used to not like it and I love it now. It's like a little yeah. reward. For me. <laughs> my wife uh, is more of a J and so mm-hmm. being married for 13 years, we I've learned the real value of that mm-hmm. and um and i and i'm a person who loves to hear the ding i like i make mm-hmm. sure i turn up my speaker and mm-hmm. i hear the like i got stuff after mm-hmm. this i'll get to click the like record a podcast with michael i think like i did something yeah but it's really nice for me to know i mean mm-hmm. it, it's so it's so cool how this in the end it's the gospel applied from two different angles mm-hmm. to the same issue of mm-hmm. i'm putting my value in uh relational or sloppiness mm. and you're putting your value in getting the agenda done. And it's cool how in both of those God's working in our hearts to bring us mm-hmm. to the same point of mm-hmm. in the end, our value should be in what, who he calls us to and, mm-hmm. and the opportunities he's given us. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to die someday and I hope on my death, but I think I, I try my best to love God well and love people mm-hmm. well. And, and then I'll get to hang out with him. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah, that's such a good value. Um, I wanted to ask you um, one last thing Um, kind of in uh, you mentioned your marriage stuff a lot in Mm -hmm. kind of life I just want to I want to ask even when you think of like leading people um, Mm -hmm. because you're aspiring to be a pastor Mm -hmm. like leading and you do lead people at Hope Mm -hmm. so in like not only I guess as a person a small group in a marriage Mm -hmm. in life but as you think about like I want to be a good leader or a good co-worker Mm -hmm. um how does this affect? Because this seems like it would be harder, maybe, to apply to like a work situation in the sense oh. that I'm supposed to get stuff done, though. Ah, so yeah, how yeah. do like how do I get stuff done mm-hmm. when my this is just my job or the position I'm called to? Mm-hmm. So how would you say that applies to that situation? Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to do these things. You can't just mm-hmm. say like, well, I'm mm-hmm. trying to make some space for rest. So that's mm-hmm. why I didn't get the thing done. <laughs> yeah. You kind of use it as an excuse or whatever. No. Yeah. I, I think a lot of what people find themselves up to at work is teamwork, working <laughs> together with others. Yeah. And sure. There's a element to just doing your own work that, requires some form of inefficiency, whether it's rest or planning time to watch a silly video on YouTube. So you have a little more, I don't know, pep in your step for the rest of the day at two o'clock when you want to take a nap, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can't because your boss doesn't want you to be taking naps. Yeah. (laughs) But I think I, that's another question. Like if you're a boss in some context, like do you create space for people to take naps or like have a recharge or reconnect or relate like whatever it might be like thinking through that side of things and the human element uh, of, of work. Like, yeah, what are we worshiping? Like, so, I mean, back to the teamwork thing, I think there's something inefficient about inviting another person into what you're up to. So like, let's say you start a business, you're the, or planting a church to maybe like Steve, he did all the jobs. He was 
everything from custodian to greeter to preacher. Yeah. Um, and there's something inefficiency, if inefficient about inviting another person on board, like, all right, I'm going to have you do this, but like, there's an inefficiency of like, okay, I have to use more of my time to train this person to do those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we have to meet to like talk about how to do it yeah. or before I could just do it. Right. Yeah. So actually adding people in to a community to even like if it's a work situation mm-hmm. can be really inefficient, but actually really valuable. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the different gifts, but actually there's something just good about having more people. Yeah connected because you you mentioned i don't know if you said it but the some of this is like a manner matter thing totally sense of Mm -hmm. you could probably be doing the same things at work in a way that was just to get it done and you could be Mm -hmm. doing it in a way that would be developing relationships you could Mm -hmm. actually be loving people Mm -hmm. in the manner which you do it Mm -hmm. which might even feel inefficient because Mm -hmm. we might be able to just check these off quicker or get this done quicker yeah um but if there's a way about it yeah. that um, you can do it, yeah. that shows different love. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually a really mm-hmm. incredible opportunity to share mm-hmm. the gospel with people yeah. just in the way you're yeah. interacting with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that my mind connects to there is like non-intangibles or, or non-tangibles yeah, yeah. of like, uh, so I got some feedback uh, in the process of wondering whether or not I should do Trek two, or so you kind of ask staff like just general feedback. How how have you seen me uh, do good work, or what things would you have me grow on? And I sat down with Natty, and she said things like, uh, like you should smile more. Like, oh, well, that's really inefficient. I don't want to think about what my face is up to <laughs> while matter? I'm working. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like that's not getting anything done. Smiling's not mm-hmm. going to do anything. Wait, yeah, it is. Like, it's creating an environment where people feel like belong and that they're loved yeah. or like, uh, I, I tend to be pretty serious, uh, or focused or intense. Uh, so how, how can I thread, like, let's say I'm leading a meeting. Like, how can I thread levity into it? Like allow space for people to like laugh at something ridiculous. I said, yeah. um, or some, like somebody makes a joke, like, is that welcome? to make a joke in the space that I'm creating or leading in. Yeah. Which actually makes it a better class or whatever you're leading. If they know I feel safe, this person cares about Mm -hmm. me and your goal is still to have a good class Mm -hmm. that's helpful and teaching Mm -hmm. and leading. And, and if, and you're trying to kind of connect more holistically to people, but you're thinking, we just gotta get through this stuff. Yeah. Time for (laughs) jokes. Yeah. And then, and, and from my side, Hey, let's just hang out and like mm-hmm. joke around and hope that mm-hmm. we get to something. And I have to go, there's really something important about having yeah. a, an agenda. So how do you yep. balance those? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts here as we wrap it up? This is really helpful. I think for mm-hmm. people to think about from wherever yeah. they're at, what are the things that maybe you put mm-hmm. as a higher, mm-hmm. a higher um, value? Mm-hmm. Like what is it that you value about being efficient or inefficient? Mm-hmm. And and I, I mean, I mean, where does the gospel mm-hmm. thread through that and how much are you worshiping your mm-hmm. and how do you view other people? That's a great, mm-hmm. great question. I think that mm-hmm. seeing people as sloppy or or like not fun because mm-hmm. this, this yeah. is what's, what's cool is that we're mm-hmm. sitting in my office and I really enjoy hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And I think I think 
without some of the without the gospel impacting our lives i don't know how if we would hang out yeah but i can yeah, yeah. really enjoy time with you mm-hmm. because of how the gospel's impacted mm-hmm. and i don't have to see you as like the agenda guy you don't have to see me as sloppy right yeah there's not only all that we're talking about but it adds this great unity yeah amongst you're stealing us. all my thoughts man i just it's i great. love this i love this and it's for a long time in my life i thought man that guy needs to just chill out and then to whoever right and then i think and then the gospel gets a hold of me mm. and it changes how i view people i no mm-hmm. longer put everyone in categories of in or out but i think yeah man, I, and that doesn't <laughs> like you're not being blind to who they are necessarily because yeah. there are still categories that are helpful but i like see inevitably I see value. allowing there to be space to not create assumptions like that space is inefficient yeah yeah efficiently i my assumptions are the way things are (laughs) right and it's actually it's actually like what we're talking about is we're really like redefining what inefficient and efficient mean uh which i think is a really helpful thing to to stop i might drive home Mm -hmm. to think about Mm -hmm. what do i actually think about being efficient or not efficient and my day and what am i thinking my what was the real value today Mm -hmm. um Rather mm-hmm. than just continue to go. Yeah. I think the, so you're asking for like a last thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My last thought would be recognizing the, the spaces that, that God would call you to be inefficient, like inefficient in. So like for the sake of your growth. Uh, and it's not like all about like, let's see how much we can grow. Like really growth is involves dying. Like how can I die to myself and inefficiency in a, in a ugh, trouble with these words, man. Um, how can I notice the ways in which I, I have obsessed about my way in this world. I've obsessed about my will and how can I, how can I die to those things? And, and really, how can I invite others into that? Whether it be something like a therapist, because man, the way I operate in the world just really continues to lead to pain. And that's, that was one big thing for me. Like I, the way I operated in this world, whether from family background or just my personality and my insistence upon people reaching their potential in the way that I want them to reach it. Like I needed somebody who uh, valued who I was and casted value for that, but also like helped me notice the value that other people had on certain things. Uh, So whether that be a friend, whether that be a mentor or pastor or a small group leader in your life, like how can, how can somebody, how can you leave space for somebody to challenge you for the sake of, of growth um, and being, and not growth in an abstract sense, but growth towards being made in the image of Jesus, right? And, and dying is a part of that. Like growth isn't just linear. Like you go up and down in growth. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, thanks a lot. This was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got some great more things to think about. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and it was helpful, encouraging, hopefully it helped us grow a little bit. Um, you can check out our other, we have uh, all of our sermons are up uh, through Hope Community Church's sermon podcast from our locations. Also, there's more episodes of this podcast, the Hope Community Church podcast. Um, and you can check out more about Hope at HopeCC.com. Also, you can check out the Inefficiency podcast podcast that michael had referenced um Mm -hmm. i think you just search for inefficiency Mm -hmm. that's how i found it on your podcast um and uh they have lots of great podcasts and even i hear they're like putting a magazine out and other information it seems to be such an important thing that if you want a copy come find me oh find michael i got two he's hidden somewhere (laughs) around the building he'll give you a copy um yeah thanks for listening and um uh, check out our other our other stuff have a great day